Hi, my name is Megan Smalley and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. Welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast. I'm here today with Matt Bedingfield of Tri-Arrows Aluminum out of Louisville, Kentucky. The company is a major supplier of rolled aluminum sheet with a focus on beverage can sheet and automotive sheet markets. Matt is the Chief Commercial Strategy Officer at Tri-Arrows Aluminum. He's responsible for all commercial activities in both can and automotive corporate strategy, as well as IT within Tri-Arrows. He's been with the company for about five years. Before coming to Tri-Arrows, he held various leadership positions at Novellus, primarily in the recycling and corporate strategy areas. Thanks for coming on the show today, Matt. Thanks for having me, Megan. So, first off, how did you get your start in recycling and aluminum industries? Well, I started out at one of our direct competitors, Novellus. They saw value from an economic perspective, a security of raw materials perspective, as well as an ability to align these strategic needs with creating a sustainable product in the aluminum can. It was exciting to be involved in that area, and it was great for the environment, but it also made good business sense. My current company, Triaros Aluminum, also sees the scrap and recycling market as a key to our success. So I've been able to remain involved in the area as I've transitioned. So, how did your experiences at Novellus help you as you transitioned to Tri-Arrows Aluminum a few years ago? Well, when I entered Novellus, Novellus was in an extreme growth phase. So I got to see a lot of different areas of the business, so it gave me a broad experience background in a very short amount of time. Uh, it really helped me to see what drives value through the business, and that was very important when I got to Tri-Arrows because we were also on the verge of going through an extreme growth period. Over the between Novellus and Triarrows, I've been involved in around two and a half billion dollars worth of capital investments, and that's at both companies. And both companies were focused in recycling areas, and these investments cemented them as two of the top aluminum recycling companies in the world. Got it. And how did you end up at Novellus in the first place? Well, honestly, I was looking to make a change, and was just surveying the market to see what was available. And a recruiter approached me about the aluminum industry. Probably like many of the people listening to the podcast, I'd never really considered aluminum, uh, and I never even thought about what I was drinking out of when I was drinking a Diet Coke. But once they came to me, they talked about the growth that the industry was facing. They talked to me about the sustainability of the package, um, and it became very, very interesting. And I'm actually really glad it did, because over the last decade, I've had the chance to travel the world. I've had the chance to be involved in some really transformational opportunities and changes within the industry. And I don't think I would have gotten that opportunity in any other place. So what are some of the successes that you've had in your career as well? Well, it's hard to identify anything I'd take full credit for. I've been pretty lucky with the opportunities I've been given, and I think I've made the most of, the most of, most of them. As I said before, I've been involved in over $2.5 billion of investments when you count my former and current companies. Many of those investments were in recycling and cemented those two companies as two of the largest aluminum recyclers in the world. You know, the aluminum industry has truly been an interesting place to work in the last decade. We've had a huge sustainability movement. We've had significant M&A, massive growth, trade and regulatory issues to deal with, and many other challenges. Now, to a lot of people, this may sound like it's hectic, but to me, I think it's a lot of fun. Being in an, I think being involved in an industry that I can call fun is probably the biggest success I can speak of. That's great. Now, you mentioned some you know, issues and challenges in the industry today. 
what do you see as being the number one and number two issues in the industry today and why? Well, on the recycling side, uh, again, it's hard to pick one. I would say the two biggest are our infrastructure and consumer education and behavior. Um, around infrastructure, it's things like upgrading small bins that people have on the curbside to larger carts. This enables people to have a full week of recycling, so they put it all out at the curb rather than running out of space on day two when everything tends to move to trash. In addition to that, you've got to get better separation technology so you can remove contamination so that at the end of the day, you've got a clean, recycled material that comes to someone like us to be able to consume it. If you can't clean it, you can't reconsume it. So that's a big challenge. The other one's around consumer education and behavior. First and foremost, it's hard to get people to recycle. Most people throw away whatever they have unless the recycling bin is just as convenient as the trash can. But then in addition to that, we've seen studies where households who do recycle will recycle cardboard and PET bottles and other materials, but then they'll throw away their cans. Now, this one really blows me away because the can is the only one that's infinitely recyclable. It also has re high recycle content in it. And it's also the highest value, and yet it's the only one being thrown away. So that, to me, says it's a function of education and making sure people are aware of what they're doing. Got it. And tied to that, um, do you see a lot of contamination issues over at Triarrows with you know people not knowing how to recycle aluminum cans? You do, and it's not just around cans. Some of it's around can design, um, but others are around overall recycling. There are things that people do where they think they're being more sustainable. They'll throw things in the in the recycling bin that their local recycling facility may not be able to take. Uh, they'll put a garbage bag in the recycling trash can and then they'll just throw it all out. That bag prevents a lot of places from being able to recycle it all and will take that entire bag and put it in the trash. Um, throwing different types of plastic or grocery bags in the recycling bin also creates contamination. And it's nothing that people are doing other than being ill-informed or not understanding that that's the outcome that their behavior generates. On the design of packaging, you've got things like shrink wrap going around cans or plastic opening mechanisms, which then create contamination because even if you shred that material, it's very difficult to separate. So you've got a reduction in the recovery of good, usable feedstock for manufacturing facilities. And that's also a challenge that we're trying to educate people on. So how are you hoping to combat some of these challenges on either a personal level or over at Triarrows as a company? Sure. So one, Triarrows is generating demand for the recycled material. And I think that's one of the biggest needs out there. Uh, we're consuming hundreds of millions of pounds of recycled material every year to create the very products that we're recycling. So we're using used beverage cans to create new beverage cans. And we do that every day. And when you recycle one can and it becomes a can again, there's no downgrade to the quality of that material at all. And this is unique to aluminum. The other thing we're doing is we were a founding member of something called the Curbside Value Partnership and it turned into something called the Recycling Partnership. Uh, this is a multi-material coalition focused on 
consumer education, on infrastructure improvements, on the very problems I spoke about earlier. Um, I sit on the board of that organization, and we're extremely active in it. Uh, that organization's quickly becoming a go-to resource for communities in North America. I believe right now they've engaged with over 400 communities in the United States. So we're involved in those efforts to try to drive recycling. That's awesome. Um, now, with on another hand, what are some new technologies that you're hoping to see the industry embrace more? So there's a lot of different types of separation technologies, and some of them are quite futuristic sounding. I mean, you've got things as mundane as magnets to things as sexy, and I just used air quotes, but you can't see that, as laser separation. While the latter is interesting, I think there's a whole lot of improvement to be made in the base technology. Increased separation, even at the base level, allows for profitability at recycling facilities. And what that's going to do is it's going to grow, it's going to drive growth in the overall industry. The more growth we have in recycling, the more convenient and efficient recycling becomes. And that's really the key. You've got to have the opportunity to recycle in as many places as possible. And to do that, you've got to have a profitable underlying business. Great. Um, and where do you see the industry headed in the next five years? Well, I think there's a big focus on recycling right now for obvious reasons. China's quit taking our scrap. Certain packaging types are getting negative press for the places they show up after the consumer's done with them. And sustainability is becoming more and more important to consumer good companies as they pick their packaging. All this together leads me to think that the focus is going to be on the full life cycle of a package. Consumers are going to demand packages that don't harm the environment. The consumer good companies are going to look to use the highest recycle content possible, which is going to then incentivize manufacturers like Trieros to find ways to use more scrap in our products. China refusing our scrap is definitely going to ensure that the scrap is available. So I think whoever connects these dots the best is going to be the one who comes out a winner, and I think the result is going to be a tighter closed loop that's going to create a healthier recycling system through demand for materials that they're recovering. Great. And what are your goals for the next five years of your career? Well, I want to find more ways to contribute. You know, I was lucky enough to find an industry and companies that are growing and changing. I think based on our current outlook, the next five years are not going to slow down and in all honesty will likely speed up. Of course, as any ambitious person, I'm hopeful that my career is going to continue to grow as well. That aside, my main goal is to remain in a company and in an industry that's constantly presented with new challenges that are going to keep me engaged and growing. Great. And as a final question, what are some ways that the industry can be recruiting new young professionals into the recycling sector? Because as you mentioned, you didn't think of it as a career option at first. Well, I think we've got a great story to tell. I think we need to make sure people understand what the industry actually is. Recycling, like manufacturing, it's not necessarily a sexy industry, which people grow up wanting to be a part of. However, I think the complexity, I think the opportunities to engage in truly global communities, the ability to impact sustainability and technology, and the diverse set of people that you encounter is pretty difficult to rival. I think if we make sure people understand this, there's no way that they're not attracted to the industry. We just need to, need to find a way to bring it to their attention like it was brought to mind. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show today, Matt. Thanks again for having me.